Judges chapter 15. Later on, at the time of wheat harvest, Samson took a young goat and went to visit his wife. And he said, I'm going to my wife's room. But her father would not let him go in. I was so sure that you hated her, he said, that I gave her to your companion. But isn't her younger sister more attractive? Take her instead. Samson said to them, This time I have a right to get even with the Philistines. I will really harm them. So he went out and he caught 300 foxes, tied them tail to tail in pairs, and he fastened a torch to every pair of tails, lit the torches, and let the foxes loose in the standing grain of the Philistines. He burned up the stalks and the standing grain together with the vineyards and the olive groves. When the Philistines asked, Who did this? They were told, Samson, the Temanite's son-in-law, because his wife was given to his companion. So the Philistines went up and burned her and her father to death. Samson said to them, Since you have acted like this, I swear I won't stop until I get my revenge on you. He attacked them viciously and slaughtered many of them. And he went down and stayed in a cave in the rock of Edom. The Philistines went up and camped in Judah, spreading out near Lee. The people of Judah asked, Why have you come to fight us? We have come to take Samson prisoner, they answered, to do to him as he had did, has done to us. Then 3,000 men from Judah went down to the cave in the rock of Edom and said to Samson, Do you realize that the Philistines are rulers over us? What have you done to us? He answered, I merely did to them what they did to me. They said to him, We've come to tie you up and to hand you over to the Philistines. Samson said, Swear to me that you won't kill me yourselves. Agreed, they answered. We will only tie you up and hand you over to them. We will not kill you. So they bound him up with two new ropes and led him up from the rock. As he approached Lee, the Philistines came out toward him, shouting. The Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him, and his ropes on his arms became like charred flax, and the bindings dropped from his hands. Finding a fresh jawbone of a donkey, he grabbed it and struck down a thousand men. Then Samson said, With the donkey's jawbone, I have made donkeys of them. With the donkey's jawbone, I have killed a thousand men. When he finished speaking, he threw away the jawbone, and the place was called Ramoth Lee. Because he was very thirsty, he cried out to the Lord, You have given your servant this great victory, but I must now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? Then God opened up a hollow place in Lee, and the water came out of it. When Samson drank, his strength returned, and he was revived. So the spring was called En-Hakor, and it was still there in Lee. Samson led, the Israel, led Israel for 20 years in the days of the Philistines. This is the word of God for the people of God.
Thank you. You may be seated. Don't you love tests? <laughs> all, the, all those who are teachers out there are like, man, they plagued me in school, so I'm, somebody's got to pay. So I'm going to hand them out to other people. <laughs> tests. Okay, you were given homework last week, right? No, your dog didn't eat it. I know. I have been anointed, given the power and the gifts to blank. And read Judges chapter 15. Who read Judges chapter 15? Who filled out their fill-in-the-blank question? <laughs> Don't answer. I didn't. <laughs> no. I have been anointed. I have been given the gifts and the power to. This. We talked about last week that the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us and what that means. Right? So, this week, stepping into the fight. Now remember, I wrote this before the flooding of the... I know, the flood, right? <laughs> Don't ever teach on Noah. <clears throat> but the flood that came in and, you know, was, became part of my battle this week. So, as... Um, as you know, I'm going to be very open and honest as we go through today, okay? You will hear of some of my failures this week. One of the things that really stuck out to me when I was um, reading Judges chapter 15 is um, Samson's response on things. Not something that we teach our children to do, is it? Here's some of his responses. I have a right. I will get my revenge. I did to them what they did to me. Stepping into the fight, there are things that come at us from all different directions. Sometimes you can see it coming. Sometimes it's a surprise. Sometimes you think that you're going to get through it okay. You think you might be able to recover. Sometimes you're very confident. Sometimes you think you're going to lose it all. We've all been there in some form or fashion, haven't we? And sometimes it's one right after the other. And so, like I was sharing earlier, it's not necessarily the one particular event, but that's just the icing on the cake, so we say. That's the last piece of the puzzle. That is our, what we've also maybe called at points, our breaking point. Know your fight here, stepping into the fight, here's, here's three things that God gave me. We're going to talk, talk about them um, a little bit today. First, identify your battles. Now remember, I wrote all this stuff about two weeks ago. Identify your battles is one. Two, remember your purpose. Remember and know why you're there. Three, strategize. Identify your battles. Remember your purpose and engage strategy. How am I going to handle XYZ? Identifying your battles. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, here's some of the things that I was fighting. Fear, lack of control, feeling defeated, unloved, abandoned, Worry, 
sadness, confusion. Confusion from this standpoint. God, haven't I done everything that you've asked me to do? Haven't I? I see there's things that that some of you know, some of you don't know about our time here in the valley starting about four years ago. There's something that when Julie and I first got married, we were young, had some money, so we bought a Jeep. I love Jeep Wranglers. I just do. I really do. Yeah, see, I, right? We can all relate to that in some form or fashion. So we were married. We bought one. Well, time came for us to quit our jobs, and I went to seminary, and it just really wasn't practical. <laughs> like, I don't know if it ever is, just except to have a good time. But So we sold it. So then it was like, you know, we're going to get another one, going to get another one. So then for our 20th wedding anniversary, we had a big trip planned, and we were going to go somewhere and really celebrate 20 years. But we celebrated 20 years by having Anna. So we spent our anniversary, 20th anniversary, in the hospital waiting for Anna to be born, (laughs) having some kind of roadside barbecue at the hospital bed. Welcome to 20 years. Most of you are probably like... (laughs) 20 years and you're just having a child? Yeah, that's a whole other story. But anyway, so what we decided to do was for our 20th wedding anniversary is that, guess what? We were going to buy another Jeep. And we did. Awesome. Exactly what I wanted. Julie's like, get what you want, just take me for a ride. Great. Happy, happy 20th. Well, I had that Jeep when we moved up here. Enjoyed it, loved it was one of the things that I had to let go. We were running out of money. Had to sell it. So, personally, when I say, God, haven't I done everything? I don't mean, well, you told me to buy the person lunch or that you wanted me to go do this or you wanted me to go do this. I'm talking about, didn't I... Didn't I leave my job? Didn't I move to a place I didn't know? Didn't I sell everything? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? In some form or fashion, we've all faced that. And I'm not talking about that you have to sell everything. That's just my life. That's just me. That's between me and the Lord. But yet at points, I have to be very open and honest so that you can see that. Because you know what? You have your own. You have your own. But this is, this is my fight. And that's part of my confusion. Is, what? I don't understand. I don't get it. You know, why is... Just all of those struggles. I mean, you know, it's just like, you know, Gracie's bedroom got messed up. Well, you know, most people are like, well, yeah, that, you know, that, that, all that can be repaired, and I, I get that. But that's also where she works from. So imagine not just your bedroom at home getting messed up, but you go into work and a tornado had hit that too. 
Do you see what I'm saying? There's just so many things that just, you, you see these different angles and you're like, Lord, did I deserve this? Question. You see how the enemy wants to get you off kilter? And he wants to get you thinking about other things. And it just goes from one thing to the next. It's confusion, it's worry, it's frustration, it's anger, it's this, this, this. You know, praise the Lord. Jim and Adam, Chad Farmer and all, you know, guys just showed up and they just helped, 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 helped. Adam stops by and he's like, hey man, how you doing? I'm like, you want me to answer that honest? Um, maybe I should ask a different question, <laughs> you know? And, but it was just so real. And that's one of the things I appreciate about our relationship and our friendship is that, is that we can just be real. And I'm not the pastor that's going to put on a smiley face and go, man, it's all good. Because right at that moment, it wasn't. I've had these ups and downs. Has it been on, you know, full of faith at some points? Yes. Has it been like, I think every, all the air is out of my faith balloon? Yes. It's been that too. It's up and down. But God is strengthening through those times, and my up and downs are not nearly as high and low as they used to be. But those things happen, and those attacks come. So it's like, identify your battles. Call them out. Don't be afraid of of confusion and fear, and then taking that and turning it over to the Lord. We're talking about the God who is omniscient, right? He knows all things. Doesn't he? Does he know where I'm at? Yes. So should I cower in the corner and go, you know what, I probably ought to wait till I get it all together before I talk to him? Or should I just go, here it is. And that's exactly what we should do. And what happens is, is since he knows all things, then he sees the big picture. He understands where I'm at. He understands the arrows that are being shot at me from the enemy. And he also understands to protect our hearts and give us this strategy on how to fight. Right? Last week we talked about that we are more than conquerors and that we are overcomers. And so we end up in these battles I was reminded often of Paul. Here's what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I have worked much harder. I've been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked and spent the night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in dangers from rivers, in dangers from bandits, danger from my fellow Jews, dangers from the Gentiles, in dangers in the city and in the country, at sea, and from false believers. I have labored, and I have toiled. I have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst. I have gone without food. I have been cold. I have been naked. Besides everything else, I, feel, I face daily the pressure of my concern for the churches. Who is weak? Do I not feel weak? I do. Who is led into sin? And do, not, do I not inwardly burn? Meaning, do I, am I not tempted by sin also? 
If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness and the God and my Father of Jesus Christ who is to be praised forever and ever. Know your purpose. Why are you where you are? The things that I have faced since I've been here to the valley is going to prove one of two things. I told Brett earlier. One, I am either so off base and God is punishing me or I'm doing something right. And it's understanding the purpose. And then, you know, I look at this and I'm like, well, you know, I've not been beaten by the Jews and I've not been hit with stones. I've not been floating in the ocean for two and a half days. I think of Maverick. I think of the hurt and the pain of everyone else and understand that God is who He says He is and He can be trusted. Paul talks about all this in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and in chapter 12, he gets into his thorn of the flesh. If you haven't read about that or understand or know what that is, you ought to read 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul has a thorn in the flesh. He's got something that is in his life that he has asked God over and over to take away from him, and God has said no, because God says, my grace is all you need. Even in that adversity, my grace is what you need. Remembering your purpose. We are breathing for a reason. God loves us. He has set aside us, each of us aside for something amazing and something great. There's a reason that you're breathing today. It may be musty water from your basement, but there's a reason you're breathing today. Identifying our battles, remembering your purpose. Third, strategize. In that is a mindset. That means that when you have identified what you're fighting against, that transitions to trust because you know who your commander is. You know the one that can give you the orders to move through what you're facing. Strategies. Phil and I were talking earlier this week, just maybe it was yesterday, day before yesterday, and uh, he shared with me a, a passage out of Exodus chapter 32 about a golden calf. You guys remember Moses and the golden calf and Aaron? Okay, if you don't, read Exodus chapter 32. Okay? So Moses goes up on the mountain to meet with God. <laughs> maybe I should have been up on the mountain. But Moses is up on the mountain meeting with God. And the children of Israel are down and they're waiting for Moses to show up. And he doesn't come back and he doesn't come back. And they're thinking, okay, well, if anybody's going to go meet with God, there's a good chance they may not survive. <laughs> so we need to do something else. So they tell Aaron, let's build a golden calf. Moses comes down and he's pretty hot. Destroys the Ten Commandments and read Exodus chapter 32. The point there is, and here is the strategy in understanding that God 
is going to share with them purpose and how to live their life, right? That's what, they, that's what Moses was bringing back. They were waiting for that. But instead, they decided that they were going to build another God because they were impatient waiting for the true God. In your battles, one of the greatest strategies that you can have is to wait, to be patient. So as soon as I call the insurance company, I'm talking to the claim agent, and she says, Mr. Thornton, we can get somebody in there right away, go ahead and clean everything up, mitigate it, tear everything out, da, 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 da. but you know, just in case if it's not covered in your policy, then you'll, you'll be responsible for that cost. All I hear is that still small voice say no. Wait. Thank you very much, but I'm going to wait. Talk to my insurance adjuster. No, it would not be covered. Or if it would, it would have taken all the money, if almost all the money that the insurance money was the insurance company is going to send us. In one moment of waiting, thousands of dollars were saved. And so often we get to that moment. And we want to pull the trigger because, do you get that? We, we want to pull the trigger because this is going to help me right now. This is going to move things forward right now. You know what, Ian? <laughs> Let the basement sit. Okay. And sure enough, he is showing himself and he is showing himself and is continuing to do that. Our strategies need to come from him. Wait for him to show up from the top of the mountain to meet you where you are. Don't go chasing the golden calf. Don't create something that you can put your hands to. Let Him build it. And so, so often that's hard. Because me going, okay, I, things are out of control. Remember that's what I said. It was one of my battles. Things are out of control. What do you do when things, and you feel like things are out of control? Whoever is in my path from A to B better move. Because I'm going to plow up through here and I'm going to fix this. And I'm going to fix this right now. We've all done it, haven't we? Sometimes God may be gracious and it may work out. And other times it hasn't. But understanding your battle is not flesh and blood. It's against powers, principalities, and the rulers of darkness. We fight against those things that are seeking to destroy us spiritually. That's what we battle against. Identify your fight. Remember your purpose. Matthew chapter 5. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives a light for everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify God in heaven. I have an opportunity to put God on display. Hasn't been easy. 
It hasn't. And I am pretty sure that I'm going to have to ask for God's help. What time do we get out of here? About 12.30. We know that, right? It comes. The enemy comes and he waits. And it's a wave. And it's intentional. But to know that we have opportunities in the middle of the fight to allow God to be put on display so that He can be seen and others can see Him at work and be encouraged by that and understand that if He is for me, He is for you. He is for you too. Samson is an interesting read, without question. A lot in that. Please remember that he was sent to deliver the children of Israel from their enemies. He was sent and he was the judge to deliver, to free people. And that's so much of our calling as a church is because there's so many, and at points, us included, but we are imprisoned. We're imprisoned in our emotions. We're imprisoned in our fears. We're imprisoned in our lack of self-worth. Is God punishing me? Do I deserve this? We all get there at some point in time. But God raises up others. He raises us up to bring freedom and deliverance. And sometimes it is not in a normal fashion. And things that you wouldn't expect. But he does, and you can trust him. And I am, our family is striving to walk that out. There are fights that we face. My encouragement to you is step into them, don't run from them. Take ground. Take territory. Let God show himself strong. And it's not easy. It isn't. But we are victorious. And one day all this will wrap up. And we can sit around the campfires of heaven roasting marshmallows. Talking about all of our war stories. But let's uphold one another, encourage one another, build one another up. See things that God is doing and get in and be a part of it. The things that's happening that God is taking territory, He is. Or I wouldn't be talking about a coffee shop that's about to open with several other things that are in the works. He's taking ground, is He not? And you know what? If you get into the fight, then you know what? The enemy will come after you. Plain and simple. He will. And it's okay. And it's okay. Stepping into the fight. I have been anointed. I have been given the gifts and the power to win is my sentence. To win. If you haven't, you might be able to make that 
one of the first things that you do every morning. Because you know what you may face that day. God, I have been given the power and the gifts to X. Identify your battles, church. Identify your battles. Remember your purpose and let God give you His strategy for the victory. Father, Lord God, I thank you for this day that you have blessed us with. I thank you for an understanding that you provide. Um, Father, there's some things that we don't understand and we will just be honest and we will just admit those to you. And Father, if you so choose to reveal those things, if you choose to answer our questions why, we are grateful. If not, God, I ask that you strengthen us. Build our trust in you. Father, help us to cast our cares upon you and watch you fulfill your promises to us. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you for giving your son as a sacrifice for the salvation of our souls. So Lord, we, in the midst of it all, show us and teach us how to worship you and praise you, Father, for you inhabit the praises of your people. So Father, thank you for fulfilling your promises to us and how much you love us. Father, give us strength as we move through this day, Father, this next week, and the things that are coming towards us that we don't even know. But God, we just trust you in it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would, please.